pod people. I am DA, still alive, still reporting from quarantine, and welcome to Millennial Edition. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, I, as a voting American who is concerned for the state of her democracy, make this one last appeal to all of you to vote Donald Trump and the GOP out of office. As always, remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter to be a part of the discussion. Okay, so let's dive right in. So right now, we are just 10 days away from Election Day on November 3rd. Already, more than 51 million people have voted early, many of whom stood in long lines for hours, sometimes in the pouring rain, to exercise their right to have a voice in our American democracy. Now, in a perfect world, we wouldn't need to beg and appeal to the hearts of our fellow citizens in a country that is deemed to be the shining city upon a hill, as Ronald Reagan once called it, because we would see it as our duty and moral imperative to vote. And we would only vote for candidates that represent the values we so openly boast of having in the global arena. But of course, this is not a perfect world, and as America continually demonstrates, we are not a perfect people. And many Americans are still diseased with the hatred and the ancient prejudices of their ancestors, which continue to plague our nation even to this day. I think there are some in this nation who may never change their hard hearts, or perhaps it would take something higher than humanity to do so. After all, how can I appeal to the heart of someone who doesn't love themselves and ask them to turn away from prejudice and anger and instead love others, including those who are different or disagree? Maybe some would listen, anything is possible, but in this new paradigm under the Trump administration, I have reconciled myself to the belief that this may not be likely. And you can listen to our episode called The Privilege of Idiocy to understand more on why I feel like that. So for the purposes of this episode, I appeal to the hearts and minds of those that are rational. I appeal to those who may be stubborn, but deep down inside want change. I appeal to the people that live by their moral conscience and those who want a better America, those who want what Dr. King called the beloved community, which was defined by him as a place where all people can share in wealth and resources, where there is no poverty and hunger, and all forms of racism, discrimination, and bigotry are not tolerated because the overall standard is human dignity. Think for a moment to yourself. Isn't that what you want? Isn't that what everyone should want? Now ask yourself and consider the nation under the last four years of Trump and the GOP and government. Are we closer or farther from our goal as a nation becoming the beloved community? When Trump bullies and threatens and tweets insults from the seat of the highest office, putting individual lives at risk, does that move us closer to being a nation who is tolerant and protects human dignity? When reports from the concentration camps the administration is running, where babies are separated from their parents and now they can't find them, and some have died, and women have miscarried their fetuses and have forcibly had their uteruses removed, and asylees have committed suicide, and babies and children have died, and organizations have had to sue Trump just so that he was forced to provide them with soap and toothbrushes, are we closer to the compassion and moral standard that we claim to be? And for those who may need further explanations as to why I called them concentration camps, please refer to our episode entitled, Are Trump's Detention Centers Concentration Camps? 
If right-wing extremist groups, including QAnon, the Proud Boys, Nazis, white nationalists, three percenters, and the Taliban have all endorsed Trump, should you? Do you really want to vote the same way that the most dangerous terrorists who have committed atrocities have voted? They endorse Trump because he brings division, destruction, and death. So why would you want to be counted among this company? The FBI data shows that hate crimes rose 226% in places that Trump campaigned. Think about that number. 226%. No one wants to be the victim of an act of terrorism. If hate crime is rising, then we are moving away from our goal to create the beloved community. Want to decrease the rise of domestic terrorism in the United States? then we will ultimately need to vote in new leadership who doesn't give hatred a safe space. And if you are a black or brown person like me, then you know firsthand that these last four years under Trump have been violent and dangerous for our community. Racism is not just given a safe space. Racism is hired and promoted in the government that we pay for. Our ancestors fought and died for our community to be free, where black and brown people were treated with human dignity, where our children were seen as precious and having value like everyone else's, not criminalized and forced to be a part of the prison industrial complex that profits off of black bodies. Imagine what our ancestors who endured slavery would think of our nation today. They for sure would marvel at some of our progress, but they most certainly would be disheartened at the hatred that still lingers. If they stood before you in chains, would you tell them to their faces that you would not vote? Would you tell them that you will sit this one out or vote third party? Will you tell them that you are justified in your complacency because the system is broken and that it's best to not participate? Would you even dare to tell them that you logged a vote for a man who in his very cruel nature and practice resembles their slave masters? Our ancestors are ever-present, living within us. We have a duty as black and brown people to unite and continue their work in achieving freedom and equality for all vulnerable communities. When you vote, you carry in your heart the memory of those who fought and died for that right. I mean, I can go on and on and on about how dark these last four years have been living under the cruel Trump administration. It is clear that Trump and the GOP do not love the American people or want what's best for us. Even now, 223,000 American lives have been lost due to Trump's inaction and selfish ambition. 8.5 million Americans are infected with the virus and the American public adds 75,000 new cases of coronavirus each day. Failure is not even a big enough word to categorize Trump's mishandling of the pandemic. Now ask yourselves, how can we create a beloved community under a leader that has led so many Americans to their deaths? If we continue under Trump, what will those numbers turn into? What will our nation even look like? Trump's flippant response at the last debate that we'll all just learn to live with it is disgusting and heartless and an unacceptable response for anyone to give sitting in the seat of the presidency. So I appeal to all of you listening wherever you are at. We are the greatest nation in the world. Is this the standard we want from our leadership? To simply wave the white flag of defeat to a virus that we have every capability of overcoming? 
or worse. Continue living under a leader who doesn't take responsibility, feel bad at all to even mourn the dead, and calls the mass death of over 220,000 people a great success. We have the most brilliant minds living within our borders. Do we continue with a leader who has allowed the deaths of so many of our loved ones? Or do we vote for a leader with courage, who knows how to mourn and feel empathy, who will fight with everything within them to protect us from our enemies, even if that enemy is a virus? So I appeal to all of you who are voting Americans. The case has been made and the answer is clear. Trump and the GOP have destroyed our nation and brought us to our knees. They have compromised our moral standing in the world and they have hurt the heart of God. This is not our standard, nor should it ever be. So we must vote them out and then hold them accountable through peaceful means through our judicial system. So I appeal this one last time before November 3rd. Vote all of them out so that we can be a united country again. Remember to vote as early as you can. Make sure you follow all of the directions in filling out and dropping off your mail-in ballots. And if you are voting on November 3rd, stay in line until you vote. Our democracy and your individual freedoms depend on it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Millennial Edition. Stay safe, practice social distance, wear a mask in public, listen to the scientists. And I look forward to engaging with you all again soon.